Hey girl, do you spend all day running around frantically feeling like you just don't have enough time to get all the things done? Well then keep listening because today's episode is all about time and how to take it back for yourself. Hey there lovely, welcome to Personal Style for Christian Women. Are you tired of walking into your closet and feeling like you have nothing to wear? Do you feel frustrated when you look in the mirror and feel frumpy and icky in your clothes? Do you want to build a wardrobe that is authentic, timeless, and easy in a way that honors God and His plan for beauty and femininity? Hey there, I'm Stacy. I'm a crazy busy homeschooling mom of six. I used to look in the mirror frustrated and uncomfortable in my clothes and wish that I could just look and feel good and maybe get a compliment from my husband. I wanted to have fewer clothes that I really loved, discover my personal style to feel joyful and creative, and appreciate my body at every size and stage. But I was terrified what people would think if I dressed for myself and let go of trends and expectations. Then I discovered how to have confidence in the way God created me and His plan for beauty. In this podcast, you'll find style tips from color to body type, the magic of having less with a capsule wardrobe, and biblical mindset tips so you can bring your inner beauty to the outside. So go put in your favorite earrings, fix that hair, and let's dig in. Are you tired and frustrated of feeling like the person you are on the outside doesn't match who you are on the inside? That the way you're presenting your outward appearance doesn't match who God has called you to be? I would love for you to come join our free Facebook community filled with amazing Christian women who are talking about and working out, living out who they are on the outside in their appearance, in the way that they dress, in the way that they present themselves to the world. We have daily outfit challenges. We have monthly fun things that go on in there where you can win free coaching with me. And really, it's just a supportive place for you to experiment with improving your fashion sense, improving your style, learning how to be authentic and how you look and how you present yourself, all in an environment filled with women who are striving to follow Christ and honor God in all that they do. Come to ChristianStyleCommunity.com and join us today. Today's episode is featuring a friend and special guest of mine who is an expert in time management. She is a time management coach for busy Christian women who are trying to do it all, aren't we all? And I love her message. It really resonates with me because I, of course, am a mom of six. I homeschool my children. I run this business. Um, I am a wife and keeper of the home. I do all of the things. And I'll admit that there are many times where it feels like I am dropping the balls, like so badly. I can't feel like I can't do all the things at once and, and every day, right? But and especially when you add in the smaller things throughout your day, right? Like cooking the meals and going to the grocery store and running the errands and managing the doctor's appointments and doing all the things that we as women tend to take on and do. It literally feels like I don't have enough time for all of it. So I'm bringing on a guest today who is the expert in time, who is going to tell us the number one reason we don't have enough time, and I love her answer because it's not that you need more time or you need to do less things. Um, it's really so profound and the heart of everything that we do and the heart of everything that we really are as Christian women. Hey, Lissa, I am so excited that you're here today on the podcast, sharing with us all your wisdom and information about time and how to just take it back and quit letting it be stolen from us in the way that it does. And so I'm just really happy you're here. Welcome. Thank you so much. This is really fun. I love binging your podcast because let's be honest, 
getting dressed and using our time is something every single person on the planet has to think about every single day. So <laughs> we have a lot to talk about, right? We do. Definitely. There are so many similarities because the wardrobe does take up your time as well. So that's just one tiny little aspect of time. But I am excited to hear more about your take on time specifically. So to get us started out, let us know a little bit about you. Tell us your story about how you took back your time, why it was an issue for you, what was stealing it, um, the revelations you had, and just how you came to be the time guru. Yeah. Well, well, we always learn from our mistakes, right. And from not doing it the right way. <laughs> so I like to say I didn't, you know, like I, I, I'd like to shorten the learning curve for people now and say, don't go through everything I did and waste a lot of time. Let, you know, let, let me shorten that learning curve for you because I wasn't always intentional with my time. And I'm sure that your audience can relate. Like I was just too busy. I was a military wife. I was a homeschooling mom. I was a ministry leader. I was a teacher. I was a business owner. And so really for me, and I, I'm also a doer, um, but I found that I was just in survival mode and I was in reaction mode. I was just reacting to what was the next thing that was, you know, taking my time from me. Right. And uh, I remember, like, I can specifically picture where I was standing when, like, I just remember having this feeling come over me of just like, I just feel like time is out of my control. And I felt like I was dropping all the balls. And nothing was getting fully done, which really is frustrating for me. And I was only half present. And the problem was, was that I was doing a lot of things, but no one and nothing was getting the best of me. Right. And like, I just remember like God tapping me on the shoulder one day and being like, are you done? <laughs> like, maybe there's a different way of doing this and it doesn't have to involve you trying to do it all. And so I knew I needed to let go of always doing and embrace some more of the being piece of it. And really like, how, how does my relationship with God affect the use of my time? Right. Cause for a long time, like I would have my time in the word, I'd have my time in prayer. And then I would check that box and it would like, God would stay on the, my couch, right. Where my quiet time spot was. And I would go off about my day, <laughs> maybe think about like something about him throughout the day, but not really. Right. And and really like when I started learning, like how to put those two things together and like, oh, like what I'm reading and what's on my heart when I'm like spending focus time with him, like that's supposed to be like a part of how I use my time, like all the time. Right. And so like realizing like he has this bigger purpose and, and, you know, and, and I knew that I was just like, I, like I said, like, I feel like I was showing up on the outside, but I wasn't really there on the inside. So I was getting my kids to where they need to be. I was getting myself to where I needed to be, but I wasn't really living the life that God was calling me to. And so I started kind of diving into what would that look like? And it really came around my 40th birthday, which was like, you know, you have those milestone moments, which maybe it's your own birthday or your kid's birthday or some other event in your life. And like, you kind of have this like, look in the mirror moment. And you're like, first of all, about turn 40, I was like, look at my face going, what just happened? <laughs> right. But really the questions of like, who am I and how did I get here and where am I going and what do I want to do with the time that I have, you know, because it, it it's precious and it goes fast and really kind of over that journey discovered what I call the with God life. Like I, I ran across this idea that I absolutely love. It's called the Emmanuel principle. And it's this whole idea about like, we all know, yeah, Emmanuel, God with us. We sing that at Christmas time, but like, no, Emmanuel is like, all the time, like Genesis revelation, God saying, I want to be with you. Will you be with me? And, and the Bible is just us getting to see what happens when we say yes, to the invitation 
and what happens when we say no. Right. And, and, and so saying, if I want to do a life with God, I have to look at my time as a gift from him. And now I need to be a steward of that because he's given it to me for a reason. That's really, that's so great. So I've been reading the gospels here recently. And what you said is so important because I noticed that throughout the gospels, like they were just with Jesus, right? Like with him. Um, and you said Emmanuel Christmas song. That's my favorite Christmas song. Like, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. It's my favorite. <laughs> and I know it's like very much like the Jewish history of Christmas, but it is my favorite. And so you're talking about, you know, how a lot of times we just take these things on it. And I'm a doer also. And I find myself telling my family, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm supposed to be off this month, by the way, I'm going to be off in April. I'm going to take a break. And then like, my husband's like, your schedule does not look like you're taking a break. And I'm like, no, I know, I know. Right. And so it's like, we just tend to take these things on. And there's this funny saying about how, if you want something done, give it to a busy person because they just always find ways to like find the time. Right. And so here's my question. What's the real issue? Like, why are we really struggling with our time? Like it's, is it because we're saying yes? Like what, what is the real problem? Ah, that is like the million dollar question, right? And everybody wants the magic pill. Um, so I've spent a lot of time thinking about this and God really, like, it was so cool how he brought this scripture to, to me and, and how it's played out into my life and my journey on this. And then how I help other busy Christian women with this. Um, and he led me to Ephesians 5, 15 through 16, that says, look carefully then how you live not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time or making the best use of it, some versions say, because the days are evil or some versions say, because these are difficult days, right? Like, ah, wow. Like there's a lot of intention in there and it gives the reason at the end, right? Because the days are evil or because these are difficult days. And yet, like, so I look around and I go, yes, we live in a really busy and distracting world. There are a lot of things all day long you know, inside of our homes, as well as outside of our homes, as well as on this device that somehow follows us everywhere we go, right? So we can never get away because we're always connected and we're always, you know, like accessible and things like that. But here's what I'm really discovering is that it's really easy to put, point the finger and shift the blame to all of them or that phone or, you know, all this stuff out there. And really the problem is right inside here, right? It's not that everything outside here is evil. It's that my heart is sinful and broken and the enemy wants to keep us distracted, right? Like if you've ever read the screw tape letters, he talks about in there, like one of his best tactics, just keep them busy, keep them distracted, you know, and then they're not going to be effective for the kingdom. Right. And so really like, I think we have sinful hearts. We're prone to wandering. We're prone to self-gratifying. We're prone to building our own kingdom and making it all about us. And, you know, a lot of people say, like, I know, like a lot of people are like, I just want the the magic, you know, pill or the magic, the secret sauce for my calendar. How do I like do this? And I'm like, that's great. And there's a place for that, but not until we've addressed the heart, which is really what sets apart the way that I approach it is like, this is a heart issue first. And then we can look at your time. That's so convicting. (laughs) It really is because again, going back to the picture of Jesus with his disciples, right? Like so many of them, like they just walked away from everything they had. They weren't, they weren't caught up in the busy and the doing, they were caught up in the being. Um, and then you look at Mary and Martha, right? Classic picture of a doer versus a soaker. Um, and, and that whole passage is really just, yeah, it, it is a heart issue that we have to deal with. So 
Um, yeah. Can so, I say something about that real fast? Yeah, go there. for it. Do it. What I love about that story is we we often get we give Martha a bad rap. You know, first of all, I want to say she did not have Instacart or Instapot or anything, you know, in a freezer that she could pull out when Jesus and his friends show up at, for dinner, right? So let's give her a little grace. But here's the cool part of the story. If you follow it a couple chapters later, when her brother Lazarus died, she was the one who was running to Jesus. She was the one who like um, was going to him and knew that her answers lied in, in him and not in what she was doing. And what's so interesting is it doesn't ever tell us, right? After Jesus rebukes her and says like, you know, Mary's chosen what is better. We never hear what happens to Martha, but yet we see a heart change when we look at what happens later, right? And about where her heart leads her to going right to his feet. So I just think that's so beautiful and so redeeming of how like God can take a doer like me and like Martha and like you, and like probably so many of our listeners and change our heart, which then changes our actions, right? I had never made that connection. That is amazing. I'm going to have to go look at that for sure now. So, so what's, so what do we do? So what are we supposed to do? How do we, what's the first step? Like obviously change the heart, get into the word, but how do we change our mindset? How do we reframe our thinking to, to move from being a doer who, you know, obviously we have to get things done, right? Like we're moms, we're women. We have all these things. We have housework, we have kids to take care of. We have things we have to do. We're running our home, right? Being a keeper of the home is exhausting. The Proverbs 31 woman has like 50 things she's doing so well, but so where do we start? Like, where do we start to change our heart? Well, I love that you brought up the Proverbs 31 woman, because I think that's another one that we give her a lot of bad rap. And then we kind of justify it by saying, is she even real? Like, you know, does she, is she just a story, you know? I am so obsessed with her. Like I've been obsessed with her since I was in seminary. And there are so many things like I could rattle off about her forever, but yeah, like she's this like paragon of virtue, right? Um, Yeah, Yeah. no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Cool thing. I actually just taught about this last week when she... If you look at Proverbs 31, she does a lot of stuff, right? But the the beginning of that section is about her relationship with the Lord. The end of that section is about her relationship with the Lord, right? It, and then everything else in between was an outflow of the fact that she was grounded. Like I like to call it the bookends, right? Like the way that her, her life was started and the way it was ending each day was in the Lord. And so that drove, that guided where her time went, right? And so again, it shows it's really about our hearts and about our relationship And as I was thinking about this and I was thinking about like what you do with the women that are coming to listen here, like it's almost like the same reason that I could stand in my closet and feel like I don't have anything to wear, right? Like, you know, let's be honest. I have plenty of things to wear in my closet. And yet (laughs) there are many days I'm standing there going, oh my gosh, I have nothing to wear, right? The the problem with with our closet and with our time is that something is disordered, right? And like, or a closet, I love that use like how we can tie this into clothes because it's so tangible. I can't touch time necessarily, but I can touch my clothes, right? So if I have a disorganized closet, I can't see what I love. I can't see what matters most to me. It's just kind of all over the place, right? And so it's the same thing like with us too. And, and again, here's where like, it's not just a disordered schedule and to-do list. That's the world's solution. But here's the problem. There's this thing called the law of entropy, which means things go from order to disorder. <laughs> so whether it's in your closet or it's in your calendar, guess what? You can have a great system, and but that doesn't mean it's going to stick, right? Because it has to start in the heart, right? That's God's solution. It's having that eternal perspective. So, so I think it starts, you know, like, again, recognizing it's my heart first and then realizing like the answer to like taking back my time is not adding more into my calendar, 
right? Like the answer to me, finding something to wear is not just adding more clothes to my closet, right? Because what happens is we keep wasting time, money, att energy, attention, whatever on a lot of different things. And we, and we, we don't really get anywhere. Um, I just read a book recently called the more of less. Um, and I absolutely love that book. It applies to time. It applies to clothes. It applies to so many things in our life, right? When we have all this stuff in our lives, it literally distracts us from what really matters. And I love his definition of simplifying in there. He says, it's creating space for what matters and intentionally removing anything that distracts. And they, those can even be good things, right? Cause like we all have like the, those jeans that we don't really ever wear or that top that like, ah, oh, well, I paid whatever 30 bucks for it. So I'm not going to get rid of it, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, but looking at like, okay, what's here and what, um, what, you know, what, what is it that I have? What is it that really matters and starting to clear out the clutter? We, yeah, it's amazing. There, there are such parallels. You talk about we, those things that just tie us in and hold us back and keep us trapped really in our thought processes. And it is such a huge mindset issue. So I'm going to ask you this question. Um, if you could give like one super nugget of wisdom that would just be like an aha moment for your time, for your heart, for your mindset, what would it be? Oh gosh, so many things that run through my head. Um, gosh, I think that it would be that like, pay attention to what matters most in this season and as believers in light of eternity, right? Cause you do the same thing in your closet, right? Like you've had episodes on like your seasonal capsule wardrobes, right? So like now that the weather's warming up here, I'm paying attention to what things I want to wear in this season, what, what's going to serve me in this season, not what served me in the past. And not that those things are wrong or bad from winter or fall or whatever, but right now this is not the season for that. And I think sometimes we have a tendency to not live pr fully present in the season that God has put us in, right? We're either dwelling in the past of the shoulda, woulda, couldas, um, which are never going to change by doing that. Or we're worried about the future and the maybe what ifs, you know, I don't even know is that our way out there. And we're missing out on the season that God has us in, in this place. Right. And I truly believe like, really start asking yourself, like, just like you would with your closet, right? What matters most with my time in this season, right? Because you may be in a season where you've got, you know, a lot of kids at home and you're, you're homeschooling and managing a house and running a business and da, 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 whatever. You may be in a season, like I just became a new empty nester. So my season now looks really different because my kids are spread all over the country and I only see them every couple months, if even that, uh, you know, so things look different in this season. And so it's kind of like, you know, almost like you would do a closet refresh every season, do a time refresh, you know, every season as well. And it may not necessarily go along with a calendar, you know, like your closet refresh would, but like anytime there's a major transition or anytime you just really feel like, you know, things are just not working. And I feel like I'm just going in circles or I'm just stuck in the mud or I don't know, you know, um, you know, or at least I would say at minimum once a year of just like really checking in and saying, where is my time going? You know, just like you would in your closet, you know, one of the best tips that I've gotten from my closet is take everything out. So you can see everything that you have, which is kind of scary <laughs> to see the pile. And you're like, oh shoot, I got way more than I need, <laughs> you know? Um, but once you can see everything you have, now you can start deciding what do I keep? What do I get rid of? You know, what really matters most and, and start making some decisions. And the same thing is true with your time. So when you're looking at it to be fully present, you have to like do like an audit of your time 
and really, and, and, and this is scary, like track where your time is going. I'm going to suggest for a week because different days can be different ebbs and flows and things like that. But I had somebody ask me the other day, she goes, what if that, what if I'm really scared of what I'm going to find? And I said to her, just like in your closet, like, I'm going to get scared of what I'm going to find the bottom of my closet if I find clean it out. Right. Um, but here's what I would say like to that person who's like, gosh, I don't know if I could like audit my time and actually have to write down where it's going. Um, it, what's scarier knowing where your time is actually going, uh, and being able to do something about it or having no idea where it's going. And then just ending up with whatever chance results, you know, you get to, so it's, we've got to be intentional about what we have. And then just like with those clothes, you're putting back in your closet. Now you have to say, okay, and what are my keepers? Like what really matters in this season? And then with our time in light of eternity, right? Because we know that this world is temporary. Our time here is temporary. So that's going to be a big part of how we do that too. Yeah. That's, that's so critical thinking about like, does this thing I'm doing right now matter in the scheme of eternity? Um, and I try to, I try to keep that in my head, especially with my family. It's definitely harder with my business. You know, you think about those things and as business owners, you talked about quarterly planning, like, you know, we do this like business owners, we quarterly plan. So like for me, my time, I try to look at it in those chunks, but I have a question and this is sort of a personal question, but I'm sure somebody else is going to have this question at some point. But so I have done time studies before and I've done time tracking and I have found that I, um, and more productive and almost less honest in a way with my time when I'm tracking because there's this written part of what I'm doing. But then I do that time study and then after I'm done, it doesn't really last. The so changes don't last. So do you have any advice for that person maybe who's uh -huh. like, oh, well, I'm writing it down now. It has to be, I have to be productive. And then it's not a really true, accurate reflection yeah, of how things are really happening. <laughs> that is such a great question. Thank you for asking that because, yeah, you are not alone in struggling with that. I, I like to think of it like a food diary, right? If, if you are working with a nutritionist and you have to write down everything you eat, guaranteed, you will think twice before you put something in your mouth that you maybe don't want to write down, right? So, but the, here's the thing, instead of going like, I don't know, I'm cutting corners, whatever, like, first of all, acknowledge the fact that it's making you more aware because you can't change something you're not aware of. So when it comes to like your eating, if you're mindless eating all day long, you're not going to be changing what you're doing with what's going in your mouth. Right. But by having to physically write it down now, it, it's making me stop and, and think, and the same thing can be true with your time. So great. Like consider it a win that I noticed I needed to be more productive or that like I was about to pick up my phone and scroll. And I realized that's not really the best use of my time right now. You know, I'm going to do this instead. So like actually look at that as like a win. So I like to actually do it in two parts. Step one is auditing your time right? And be as honest as you can, right? And again, there's no perfect, you know, scenario to it, but, you know, kind of just take a look and you know, you know, is this typical? What do I, what am I usually doing with my time? Because it's not going to serve you or anybody else if you're like trying to look like you've got it all together, but really, you know, you don't. But then what I, the, the second step, and I, this is the part that I think is really key. If I just look at what the problem is and maybe even kind of fix some things in my head, like you said, it's maybe going to stick for a little bit. And then I'm just going to go right back to my old habits because we tend to like entropy. We go, we go back to disorder, right? Like that's our natural tendency in everything in the world, right? Um, what I recommend doing after you've done an audit is to create what you, what I call like an ideal time template. Like what would I love for my week to look like right now? I do have some women say, but Lisa, like life doesn't always happen as planned. Why bother? Right. And I will say, yes. It doesn't always happen just because you have it planned that's going to do that. But every person that I've talked to who tells me that they're not a planner, I ask them how that's working for them. 
And I can tell you right now, a big fat zero of them have told me that it works amazing and they feel like they have plenty of time and everything that matters gets done. So I'm just saying, right? So why not err on the side of like, I'm going to have some kind of a plan. You could have a super detailed plan if you're that girl who needs like, you know, all the, all the checklists, or you can have more of a light structure, but then even if you only execute like 75% of it or 50% of it, like that's still way better than like, I didn't even know where my week was going and where my time was going. You know, it's like a, it's like your budget, right? If you're not paying attention to where your money is going and you don't have a plan for where it's going each month, guess what? You're never going to have enough money. But here's the thing, you can make more money, you can't make more time, right? Like you cannot get more than 24 hours in your day, like it, it will never happen, right? Like, so you, with, it's really more about like, how, how am I stewarding it? Um, so I hope that answers your question. Like A, you know, like you're taking steps and it, you're already kind of doing the process in your head as you're doing it. So it's a good thing, but then take it the step further and create that, like, this is my ideal template. And I like to call it a template because that means that there are modular things that can move around. Like I had some ideas in my head of what I thought the last couple of days were gonna look like, and it hasn't happened that way. That's okay, those things didn't go away. I'm just moving those little blocks to somewhere else and just adjusting, right? I That's really smart. And when you said that, it brought to mind the thought of like that our, our activities fill expand to fill the time we have and so in a way like making that template like if you're like I have one hour to do this thing like you're gonna go as hard as you can on that thing for one hour because you're like you're not thinking oh well I can spend all afternoon on this project like no you have one hour like you have to get it done um, and it's such a good productivity like trick and mindset when you think of it that way so yeah I, I totally love the whole template you know create it like you think you want it to be and just be mindful of how you know life happens and as we, I always like to say like write your plans in pencil because God's going to be your eraser, right? Totally. Yeah. And the other thing I'm thinking is I think about clothes and stuff too. Like for me, I like, I like in my head, I think ahead the day before about what I'm going to wear the next day. Now, does that mean that I 100% always do every single thing that I thought the night before? No, but it helps having a system helps remove some of that decision fatigue right? Because if I'm just standing in front of all my options, I could be there for a long time and waste a lot of time and energy and, and whatever. And so that's kind of the same thing with our time too, right? Instead of just, instead of just like deciding in the moment when we're usually going off emotions or we're reacting to something that just happened, right? Like taking the decision fatigue away because we've already pre thought through kind of where would I like this to go? Now, again, like you said, God shows me all the time. He reminds me that many are the plans in a man's heart, but the Lord establishes her steps. You know, this time is not yours, no matter how much you want to control it. <laughs> so, but yeah, like it just takes away that same thing for me. Like what's for dinner. I can't decide in the moment what's for dinner. That doesn't work for me. But if I know ahead, then I can make sure that things are in place. And then I don't waste a bunch of time trying to figure it out or trying to thaw stuff or whatever. Right. In the meantime. Yeah, for sure. I'm one of those people who makes a weekly meal plan. And then I kind of in the morning, I choose what I feel like that day. So yeah, I totally get yeah, that. Yeah. Lisa, this has been so much wisdom. Um, time is one of those things that is just, it can be such a thief for us in so many areas of our life. So where can my listeners find you? If they want to go binge your podcast, if they want to go learn more about you, where can they go to get more Lisa and to get more time back? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, the redeem her time podcast is the perfect place to start. And that came from that Ephesians passage about redeeming your time. And we talk about our hearts and we talk about our calendars. So I, I like to say, be ready for some tough love. 
but then be ready for some tools, you know, cause I'm going to give you some tips and tools and strategies that you can actually use, you know, to make the best use of your time and really keep God at the center. So that would be the best place to go. I also have a free guide called redeem your time in five minutes. So when you feel like you're in that moment and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do next. I just feel like I have so many things that I could do, or maybe I should do. It's a really simple, like five-step process takes less than five minutes that will just help you to get your heart in the right place. And then to really look at what matters most in that moment, and then to take action towards that instead of just, you know, circling or, you know, in that same uh, spiral of, I don't know. And I don't know. And then we're just, time is going out the window and things like that. So yeah. Thank so that, you. that you can, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure you have the link for that. Yeah. I will drop it below this episode and you can all follow it and get your free five minute. What was it called again? I was listening to you. Yeah, redeem your time in five minutes. It's a redeem your time in five minute guide. I love that five minute guide. Thank you again. I have so appreciated you being here and just listening to you talk about time, this area that, you know, I'm going to admit that I kind of struggle with it too. I have too many irons in the fire all the time. And so um, just hearing you talk about how it's a heart issue, because really that's all of our issues. Everything is a heart issue, right? And unless we address that, like with the word and let Jesus transform who we are, we can't really move forward. So thank you so much for being here today and sharing your wisdom with us. You are so welcome. One other quick thing that I just was on my heart that tied into what you do with the clothing is like, try it on, right? Like just because something looks good on somebody else, I'm sure you've had that experience. It looked great on Instagram on them. And then you try it on, you're like, this is not me. Right. Or you walk into the store and you're like, oh, it's so fun on the model. And then, you know, like this is not a one size fits all. And that's why it starts with the heart. And what, what is God really calling me to in this season? And then what does this look like in my everyday world? And then you can test and tweak and you can, you know, then make it to the point where like, it feels good. Um, and it's a reflection of who God's made you and what he's calling you to. And that's, that's what creates beauty, right? That we don't all look the same in our clothing. We don't look the same with our time either. So yeah, it's not about perfection, but it's about continuing to lean in and listen and, and trust and follow you know, his ways. Right. Fearfully and wonderfully and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Love it. Hey there, gorgeous. Before you go, if this episode inspired you and helped you to feel more confident, I'd love for you to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. Second, hop on over and join the free Facebook group at christianstylecommunity.com where you'll find Jesus-loving women just like yourself learning about style and building a dream wardrobe. Get dressed, be radiant.